When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent. It's Tuesday, November 19th, 2019, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call Dr. Mike O'Neill. Make an appointment. Best dentist you're ever going to go to in your life. He's been my dentist exclusively for the last 25 years. Now he can be your dentist. 317-849-2933. Let's talk about the Pacers, who were really good last night. Winners at Brooklyn, 115-86. to The Holiday Boys, really good. Aaron Holiday, uh, 24 points and uh, uh, a whole gob of assists, 13 assists. Justin Holiday had 20 points. Tomas Sabonis, another double-double. Uh, 16 points, 18 rebounds. That's a career high. He had 15 rebounds in the first half alone. He's a rebounding machine. One thing that the Pacers got to figure out is how Miles Turner fits into this group. No doubt he's a talented player. Nobody's saying, got to trade Miles Turner. Nobody's saying that. I tweeted last night that it, it just doesn't fit. It gets clunky when he's on the floor. Well, Pacers got to figure that out. That doesn't mean to trade the guy. It doesn't mean he isn't a quality person that we're not supporting, for God's sake. What it means is you got to figure out how to put those five parts on the floor together in a way where they mesh. And with Miles Turner on the floor, the mesh just kind of isn't there. Goga Batadze sort of works. You can see how that sort of fits. Miles, not the same kind of fit. you got to figure that out. That's challenge number one for Nate McMillan, but we're 14 games into the season. The Pacers now 8-6. and six. They play Saturday night at Bankers Life Fieldhouse against the Orlando Magic. Today, by the way, an important day in Pacers history, in the history of the NBA. Today's the 15th anniversary of the brawl. Ron Artest laying on the scorer's table. Uh, some guy threw a beverage, hit him in the midsection, our test went bonkers, went over the top of Mark Boyle, whose back he actually broke during that fracas, went into the stands looking for the guy. who was like slap shot, uh, looked like he wanted to punch one guy who wasn't the right guy, and the guy looked like he was going to piss down his leg. Steven Jackson goes into the stands to back up his guy, our test. Fans come out of the floor. Jermaine O'Neal slips, 
or he might have killed a guy. It was a total and complete shit show. And at that point, the Pacers were one of the best organizations and one of the best teams in the NBA. And immediately thereafter, the Pacers became something different. Uh, the Pacers and, and the way they were dealt with by the NBA, which I think was way heavy-handed and way wrong, are test with a 17-game suspension. At that moment, the Pacers, that night, they won that game. They were 7-2. and two. They had won 61 games the year before, and they were rolling. They were one of the favorites out of the East to go to the NBA Finals. And that franchise was eviscerated. Uh, David Stern reacted harshly to what the Pacers did and not so harshly to the uh, to the Pistons. And, and really, if you look at the what the outcome was for the Indiana Pacers from that night forward, it was really not unlike the, the pain and suffering visited, visited upon the Chicago White Sox for uh, the Black Sox scandal in 2000 or in 1919. Uh, the outcome was from ni- uh, 2005 to 2011, the Pacers were an aggregate 52 games under 500, their only season over 500 from that time forward for the next six seasons or seven seasons was the season of the brawl. They have been over 500 every year since 2011, but 14-15, the year that Paul George uh, missed all but six games. And most of that was the outcome uh, of the brawl. Most of that from 2004-2005, the year of the brawl, through 10-11, the Pacers really suffered because of the brawl. And, and I think that blame was uh, irrationally affixed solely to the Indiana Pacers. You can't have players going into the stands. There's no doubt about that. But you can't have people in the stands throwing stuff on the floor. And here's the thing. Since then, nobody's thrown stuff at players. I don't think that has anything to do with the NBA having a bunch of old guys standing guard and, uh, you know, on the floor, uh, making sure that nobody throws stuff. To me, that's because nobody wants to get hit in the head by a guy like Ron Artest, who winds up being the victim of a guy throwing a beverage with some ice in it. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to get hit. I, I think that, that that night was the disincentive that has curbed fan misbehavior, at least physical misbehavior, if not verbal misbehavior. So anyway, we celebrate the 15th anniversary of a weird night. My favorite story of the brawl is after the game, they're sitting in the locker room, and I heard this from Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson sitting next to Ron Artest, and Artest looks at Steven and says, you think we're going to get in trouble? <laughs> and Jackson looks at him and goes, man, we're going to be lucky to have jobs. That's Ron just didn't get it. God bless Ron Artest, one of the sweetest guys, honest to goodness, that has ever played in a uh, in a Pacers uniform. Uh, the Colts, they're going to be without a couple of guys this week that they could certainly use as they go down on a short week to play against the Houston Texans. Kari Willis out. He's in concussion protocol during a short week. It is impossible to get back on the field. You, you can just barely do it if you've got that seven days between games from Sunday to Sunday. But if you're playing a Thursday game, you have no chance to get back on the field once you're in the concussion protocol because of a hit the previous Sunday. 
And also, Marlon Mack had a procedure on his hand yesterday. He's going to miss the game this Thursday night. You know what? Okay, next man up. The the Colts do that better than anybody, and it's a good thing that they do because, man, do they get a lot of injuries. People in central Indiana, I don't know whether it's something in the water or what, but boy, oh boy, a lot of injuries. Injuries for the Pacers? They went by 29 last night. They've got no Oladipo, no Sumner, uh, no Brogdon, no McConnell. No matter, right? Pacers get the win. Colts, their injury list is like the roster, for God's sake. And somehow they continue uh, to keep piling up wins. They're 6-4, and four, the Texans 6-4 and four also this uh, this Sunday or this Thursday night is going to be huge uh, in determining who's going to win the AFC South. No Indiana teams ranked in college basketball. Purdue, Butler, Evansville, all getting votes. Evansville lost na- last night to SMU, so they're going to drop. Indiana not getting a single vote because they're playing patsies throughout the month of November again. I'll say it again. I got no problem with that. I'm cool with it. The schedule... The schedule's okay. Schedule's not a problem. This is how this team needs to get better so it plays well in December, January, and February. All right? We talked about it yesterday on the uh, the weekly Indiana basketball podcast on thegruelingtruth.com. If you haven't listened, you should. My good pastor and I had a great time talking about Indiana basketball. Ohio State moved up to 10th, and they shouldn't. They went from 16 to 10 because they beat the hell out of Villanova. And they looked really, really good in doing it. Uh, the, the Indiana High School Athletic Association has punished Southport for recruiting violations committed by Coach Eric Brand. What Eric Brand did was pay 5500 and change to get a kid from the Congo into the school. The kid's 6'6". He's a basketball player, was going to be on the team. Obviously, that's a problem. And so the IHSAA has come with following punishments. Brand suspended for two games. The program goes on probation. The kid is ineligible, and Southport is going to be unable to play in the state tournament. So no sectional for Southport. And I think that that's an overreach. The I, the IHSAA and Bobby Cox, they got to look at this, and they got to decide, you know what? Punishing the kids is really not a just result for what happened. The coach, he screwed up. He wrote the check for the tuition. He should be punished. But seniors, there are at least five of them on Southport's roster, and those are five seniors who are not going to be able to play in the sectional their senior year, and I think that is unnecessarily punitive toward the kids, and, and they've got to reverse that part of the punishment, and they should. The rest of it, fine. Hey, as far as Brand goes, his motivation might have been altruistic, but you know what? It's his screw up. So punish him. Two game suspension. Suspension. You want to get mad. You want to get red ass. Suspend him for the year. Fire him. That's fine. But what you don't do is punish the kids. This isn't about the kids and taking the sectional and, and whatever they would do from that point forward away from the kids is just flat wrong headed. Um, <clears throat> Indiana football's got a huge game this weekend against uh, Michigan. I think I'm going down. I got to figure it out. Some friends are going down. I'd like to go down. Because I got a feeling that Michigan is going to sleep on their way to Bloomington. They're going to think, hey, we beat the hell out of Michigan State. We're looking ahead to Ohio State. 
We're down here in Bloomington, Indiana. Never uh, very damn good. Their, their quarterback in the media basically said so this week. All right, come and try to sleepwalk through a win in, in Indiana. All right, IU is not going to the college football playoff. But you know what? Michigan didn't either. So you, you sleep in Bloomington at your own peril. Uh, Dawson Garcia is going to make his college decision public tomorrow at 4.30 on CBS Sports HQ, which I highly recommend, by the way, as an app. If you got a, a smart TV, download CBS Sports HQ. It's terrific. Really, really good. Kind of old school. They give you analysis. They give you replays. It's not a lot of, hey, we're really funny. It's not a lot of that, not a lot of, you know, witty byplay between the anchors. I've had about enough of that. Not a lot of arguing. It's just highlights and analysis, and I dig it. So it's kind of old school. If you used to like Sports Center, this is kind of what that is. Um, but Dawson Garcia is going to announce where he goes to school. If you all get all wrapped up and where a high school senior is going to decide to go to school, Tomorrow at 4.30, set your alarm. He's 6'11", two and a quarter. He's athletic. He's from Minnesota. He's down to four schools. A lot of people think he's going to select Marquette. If he does, that's life. That's a kid choosing where he's going to go to school. In this neighborhood, we got kids deciding where they're going to go to school. My nephew's deciding where to go to school. All right? I'm not terribly even, I'm not invested in that. I don't need to be invested in where Dar- Dawson Garcia goes to school. Uh, Kentucky, they hung on last night to beat Utah Valley, 82-74. The best part of the game, though, was the play-by-play guy for ESPN2 during the game saying they are trying to whack off Kentucky, meaning uh, Utah Valley. <laughs> They're trying to whack off Kentucky. I fell off the couch. Ah, that's hilarious. Wrong might have been trying to beat Kentucky. They were not trying to beat off Kentucky. They were not trying to whack off Kentucky. (laughs) Let's keep, what is this? Is this Cinemax or is this ESPN2? Justin Roden, he's left Noblesville football. He's going to coach down in Cincinnati. He, He did a great job at East Central, won the state championship down there in 2017. So he's going to Oak Hills in Cincinnati, weaving Noblesville. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we, on this foggy? What the hell is going on today? Eh, Honest to God, foggier than hell. Uh, Birthdays being celebrated today. It's November 19th, so I know even without looking, this is Art Larson's birthday. Art Larson's birthday was always very, very nice in grade school. Went to school with Art from first grade through fourth grade, and of course, parents got to bring cupcakes on uh, on a kid's birthday, and Art's mom, Roberta, would always bring terrific cupcakes, A-level cupcakes. Some of the parents, they kind of cheated a little bit. You got a treat, but it wasn't a great treat. Mrs. Larson, always with a great treat. Still remember Art's uh, phone number from when he was a kid, uh, 234-1715. How about that? What a skill. That That's marketable, isn't it? All right, let's celebrate some birthdays. Shall we? Uh, in addition to the great Art Larson, Bob Boone's birthday today, former baseball manager and catcher. Chris Hooley, happy birthday, Isaiah Lake. Why am I a Facebook friend of Bob Boone? I don't know. If people request me. I say, okay. That's just the way it works. Isaiah Lake, Kevin Janeway, happy birthday, Lauren Lowry, the great Jay Baker, celebrating a birthday. Dave Greenwood, Heather McWilliams, Howard Ramey, Christopher Parrish, and Kate Patchyards. 
happy birthday. If today's your birthday, celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, celebrate somebody else that is best done with an honest and specific compliment today on sports nothing but sports we're talking to and about the colts i was at the colts complex yesterday walking around the locker room he had darius leonard talking he did a scrum and that was really about it so we didn't talk to anybody uh members of the of the colts yesterday we'll do that today talk to you three o'clock sports nothing but sports brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry